Here in Key West, we were out before it was in. In this open and inclusive paradise, you can be yourself, make new friends, and savor our live and let live vibe. With LGBTQ plus friendly accommodations, our legendary nightlife, and year-round activities and events, it's always a good time to come as you are. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. Discover, this is Daniela. Hi, it's Jennifer Coolidge. I just want to thank you for making me feel so special. I earned cash back on debit for my dinner party groceries. That's great. But with Discover Cashback Debit, we give everyone cash back on everyday purchases. Anything else I can help you with? Do you like asparagus and mushroom sorbet? I've got leftovers. Introducing Discover Cashback Debit, a checking account with cash back. It pays to Discover. Eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Every Tuesday, live from 8pm UK time, Luke, Gary and a couple of microphones. This is Custard TV Live. So this has never happened before for the second time today and um, thanks to technical difficulties, it is the Custard TV Live Take 2. We already did 15 minutes of the show before we realised Gary... Our resident second member of the podcast wasn't here, so um, apologies if you heard just me. And I thanks for getting in touch from Lauren Jones and Co. Uh, everybody who got in touch. We are now live on Spreaker, and I hope to have Gary there. Hello, Gary. Hello there. Uh, yes, I'm here. I'm currently trying to also listen to the live feed, listeners, so I, that like I can that. make sure that we're being held. You're being held. You you want to be so- held. <laughs> I didn't realise Gary wanted to be held. I thought he wanted to be heard. But but the problem is I've got to try now. Listen, hold on. <laughs> Professionalism doesn't come much higher or better. Yes, I than can this. confirm that I'm on the live stream. Oh, brilliant! And so, am I? Okay. Am I there? Ah, well, I didn't think that was so much of an issue. Yes, you are. Okay, brilliant. <laughs> okay, so. We feel, I feel like we've been over this, but of course, Gary wasn't heard. So what we do is we talk about the best and the worst on the TV at the moment, um, discussing what we think about it. We also update you with the latest TV news. And if you want to, you can get in touch with me on Twitter. I'm the one you hear all the time. It's at LukeCustardTV. <laughs> I'm the one you hear when the technical difficulties are when Luke manages to remember to fix them. Uh, it, it, it is I here. And I'm here now. This is like weirdly deja vu-ish, isn't it? <laughs> there was an episode of QI where they said if, you, if you're if you reading and you hear yourself, it's really confusing. And that's what's happening to you. You're trying to contribute, but you're also trying to hear yourself. It's really well, confusing. But, but also now, I was very funny, very witty, very erudite in the first recording that no one will ever hear. And <laughs> no one will ever know that, Luke. And it, that, that upsets me. The Great oh. British Pop deserve to hear how good I was, and let's face it, that's the only reason they tune in. Yeah, there's some stuff about television that we talk about. I have yes. no idea what we said, to no, be fair. It's a, it's, it, it's, it's a furry mess. No. Um, I was going to mention my Twitter, at The Gary Show, seeing as you've mentioned yours. Uh, and we have put out a Twitter question, as we do every time we try and do one of these podcasts. Do you know what else, uh, Gary? Gary of The Gary Show. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just had an email from Spreaker, who we do the podcast through. And oh, every yeah. time, every time we finish a podcast, I get an email saying how many people were listening live. Oh and yeah, yeah, yeah. The last podcast we did, which was just me, people, just me, 
We had yeah. nine people listening. Well, all nine so of you. It'll be thank interesting you very much. to see. It'll be interesting to see how those figures match up when you've been involved. Yes, <laughs> dear listeners, please listen. I wonder how many of them were Lauren Jones, though. To be fair, listening on different computers Just in different her house. Computers, yeah, to be yes. involved everywhere she can. Indeed, getting us in super stereo. Hi, Lauren, by the way. Um, I'm obsessed TV now yeah. that you can't be heard. Uh, Keep listening to the strange. I, I couldn't do a show knowing she wasn't around. Um, the Twitter question that I've mentioned, a little controversial. We're talking about the Jimmy Savile documentary that's on ITV tomorrow. It's getting a lot of talk in the press, obviously. Um, will you be watching, and will you try and do so with an open mind, knowing that no charges yet have been brought against Sir Jimmy, and knowing that it's a lot of speculation, and a lot of people have mentioned, including a couple on Twitter, why was none of this brought up Why the uh, the man was alive. We've had a couple of tweets and I'll, I'll go through those very quickly. Firstly uh, from Mike J, that's at Jelsea if you want to follow him on Twitter. This is he going says, from bad to worse, Gary. This is what? going from bad to worse. <laughs> this is just going from bad to worse today. Do you know what's just happened while you were talking beautifully there? Yeah. Spreaker sends out a tweet to say we're live, uh, which yeah. then goes to my account, which I tried to retweet and instead deleted. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think what we'll call this show is um, a disaster. It's uh, so much better when, when um, Matt oh, now, was on it. No, no. It was not better when Matt was on it. <laughs> Don't say that. It was, it was we more... We hope you're listening. I wouldn't be if I was listening because I would have given up by now and gone and watched something. Um, it was... Right, people, people on Twitter, let me get through this. Jelvesy uh, on Twitter has said he's going to try and watch the show and, but, and hopefully believe that uh, Sir Jimmy didn't actually do all the things that have been said. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter and he does an excellent football podcast which a certain Gary has appeared on this season uh, called the Lucky Pants Podcast. You can find that on Twitter. Uh, iTunes, not Twitter. Uh, Gobby Jack, regular contributor to the show, says he'll most definitely be watching. Wendy Evans, hi Wendy, at Cheetah62. Uh, no, I won't be watching. Pity he isn't alive to answer the questions. Why wait till now? Good point. And lastly, uh, the stalker of the show, Lauren Jones, has said, I would have had an open mind, but then I read Sir Jimmy's comments regarding Gary Glitter and has changed his opinions completely. I'm aware that um, there's, there's been some confusion over uh, Sir Jimmy Savile's interpretation of Gary Glitter's potential problems, which I'm not quite sure about, so I'm not actually going to comment on them. Yeah. But, uh, very much for your comments and your Twitters, which yeah. you can keep doing throughout the course of this show uh, at the aforementioned Twitter accounts. Uh, also worth mentioning TV news this week. A couple of our favourites and um, just general good TV has been recommissioned so that we know that they'll be there with us in 2013, should the world end. Uh, Whitechapel, the ITV what? spooky drama uh, starring... And Phil Davis, that's coming back for a fourth series. I wasn't sure about how they could do a third series, uh, but... First series was The, the Ripper, second series The Craze, and I thought, well, they can't just keep, you know, finding various, you know... But I think what they did was that they moved on to a, a more fictional crime, didn't they? You know, mm. not, not based... Well, I know, not yeah. based on a true-life crime. And I think, you know, we know from watching various other shows that that's always... There's always a rich tapestry of information that we've got after that. And I think by then a lot of people... did. I, I believe... Was Steve Pemberton involved from the beginning? Or did he, did he yes, just he appear... Yes, he was. He was the ripperologist in series right. one. 
and so they've kept him on now. And and the story, the the actual third series was very clever because what it was, Steve Pemberton character is a bit eccentric. He's interested in crimes from the from the past, and so. What they used him for in series three, where they were more contemporary crimes, was they used him to look at the, the past to see if he could help them, with with yeah. any connections between them, patterns between them and the past. It was really well done, and one of our podcast favourites featured in my favourite episode of Whitechapel last year. That is, of course, the aforementioned Sean Evans. Ah. and that would be the third time that Rupert and Sean have worked together. I, I well, realise now with the last insepar- weekend in Silk and everything else. So they're inseparable. They love each other. That's the rumour I'm going to start. <laughs> uh, also, Boardwalk Empire is coming back. HBO got a lot of money and they decided to throw it at this. It's doing quite well. I think this is another one of those that gets the critical acc- acclaim, yeah. but not so much. You know, viewers aren't third, talking third so much series. about. No, third series only just started on Sky Atlantic. I think this weekend just gone was the premiere of the third series in this country. So, uh, hey, hey, HBO shows make a lot of money out of their DVD sales as well, and I think that will be very important for this. Um, um, I've not seen too much of it. I have seen the first episode. didn't think it was quite for me, but I might revisit it now knowing that it's got a couple of later series. Uh, And we must mention... Citizen Khan coming back for a second series. Oh, must we? Do we really we must have to? It just because we pride ourselves on talking about TV, good and bad. That certainly falls yeah. into the bad category. Fits in the latter, yeah. yeah. I just think, you know, there's so much other stuff the BBC could be doing. Comedy's really, really poor at the moment. Why do they have to bring this back? It's just horrendous. You know- as as I got tweeted when I asked that very question on Twitter and was tweeted, the answer coming back was, you know why. It is a cultural show, so the mm. BBC, being the, being the public broadcaster it has to be, sees that a, an unfunny comedy, just because it you know features a, a, an ethnic minority, uh, it, it seemed as rep- something they can do. Uh, I, I don't know if I'm more offended or less offended by that. It's rubbish. I, That's why it shouldn't get a second series. Sure, surely, you know, if a if a show is rubbish, then the show is rubbish. Yeah. They didn't recommission the Royal Bodyguard because they need more old people to star in no. things. Uh, it's just I don't know, just horrendous. It's not looking at TV and delivering what the viewers it, want. It, I know it must have an, an audience if- somewhere. I'm sure it does, and I'm not trying to detriment the culture. You know, if it has a cultural importance, then fair enough. But I just saw it as an unfunny comedy, um, and 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 I know a lot of people on Twitter said, "Ah, oh, well, you you know." But I I, I, felt, I know a lot of people said, "You know, be careful how I say this," but other cultural comedies I found funny, even if I haven't got all the cultural references. Is that is that fair enough to say? Well, yeah, it's fair enough to say. It's a, it's a tricky area. But it's fair enough to say. Um, it's fair enough to say. Let's move I think, on. I think, the BBC, I think the BBC, sorry, was slightly more interested in getting Twitter, uh, getting trending on Twitter than ratings. That's my opinion. Well, that is the new thing. Uh, but it didn't work for The Voice, did it? No. Um, well, that got, no, that's coming back, so I disagree. Well, yeah, but it was already coming back before they knew what a shambles it would turn into. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, other things worth mentioning, we did a whole podcast, special one, with my favourite yeah. podcast member, Matt, uh, on um, a couple of weeks ago where we talked about the BBC's decision to pull gritty drama good cop from the show uh, from the re- um, from I was the that as well you know oh yeah you were uh, from oh. the schedules they've now rescheduled that um, 10.35 October the 13th which happens to be 
very much surprised to me, a Saturday. Um, I think they've bur- I think they've buried this deep into the the, the the listings. I think they've really decided that uh, this is all they can do to put show on this fourth episode. I think we discussed on the podcast that podcast a lot of other options, and we came up with at least three better options than what they've done. Mm, I I don't know. I, I did read what... a very good article in this week's Radio Times by Alison Graham, the editor, and he did say that some of the scenes in uh, in Good Cop were quite the fourth, particularly the fourth episode, were quite disturbing. In fact, one quote: "I see a scene from Good Cop left me shocked and has sat like a boulder on my head ever since." Uh, I think that's a very tight, very telling comment. God, you should write with write for uh, the Radio Times with. Oh, that wasn't you, was it? Oh, that was no, that was her. It actually <laughs> writing Times, yeah. Um, <laughs> So let's do a, a review of something that... Because what we do on this podcast is normally we'll go through what we've seen, we'll discuss yeah. it a tiny bit, but not, you know, not leak over too much into the podcast. Well, we'll tell you what we think about it, which is what yeah. you want to hear. You want to hear and what I, me... I haven't actually spoken to you about Monroe yet, but I'm very interested to know what you think about it. It started Series 2 last night. James Nesbitt is fantastic. It got defeated massively in the ratings thanks to the unstoppable new tricks. But that's by the by. What did you think of it as a drama series for a first episode? Well, I did watch the first episode of the first series, and it was one of those ones that I thought, yeah, I'll come back to that. Looks really good. Didn't think I needed to be watching it at the time. Um, and the problem was, series one was very compared to the American series House. I don't think it. I'm a big fan of House. I've watched now this second series. I don't really see the comparison, other than that he's quite. Thinks a lot I of think himself. it was an easy it's comparison for people to come to. It's, it's a, a medical show. Yeah, it's yeah. a very lazy he's, and narrow-minded comparison. Yeah, he's very braggadocious, like House is. But he doesn't have a medical condition himself. He doesn't limp. He isn't grumpy, that really. And he's a surgeon, not a, not a diagnostician. I think the comparisons are, are very thin. But as far as this first episode, what what did you like? Yeah, I thought it was very good. I think that there's a lot of character. What they've gone for uh, is they've gone for a lot of backstories and characters. So yeah. you've got a lot of new people or a lot of people in the show. A big Neil cast. Pearson is brand new. Is the new? Yeah, um, Neil Pearson's very good. And the lady and I, you know, I've done it again. I don't your know name, her name, Tracy Ann Oberman, the new girl. Thank you. Or, I don't or know Sarah her name, Parrish. but I'm sure or she's Sarah good. Uh, no, she was very good. She's a nurse specialist, kind of like a what seems to be like a patient liaison person yeah. uh, and I think that's going to come out and it was very well done in that first episode how she dealt with a particularly tricky situation with a client with a lot of tact that uh, in retrospect Monroe hadn't really ever dealt with uh, the character of Terry who kept coming back to the surgery coming back yeah. after his surgery and uh, couldn't seem really to let go of uh, let go of the hospital life. <laughs> Do you know what? Actually, uh, last series I was really into the whole, um, you know, him doing operations and saving people. Uh, this first episode, I don't know whether it's just me, whether you feel the same. I was less interested in the, the story with, with the AVM yeah. and trying to. I was more. I just like Monroe. I like the people he's around. I like the story. I just find it all very entertaining. I like. I find them all very believable, very likable, very, yeah. very nice, and I just find the whole thing fairly well done and I was less interested actually in the saving lives part in this episode at least. The only I thing was... I would say and I, and, I, and I think maybe they're saving it is it's very interesting that all the patients survived um, not I, in I don't series know whether that's something they're going to deal with later on in the year that, yeah. you know, it didn't all survive in death. series one either so. really? 
Yeah, uh, no, I, 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 I think maybe was... they're saving that you know the death of a patient really affects him, and you know it makes him unconfident. You know, lacks makes him lack confidence in his own ability. No. But if they he had a couple that, of deaths in series one, he did have a couple of deaths in series one. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, but, also, but I think again, this was this was a device to set up his relationship with the Neil Pearson character. Actually, this week, yeah. I think. Very good. I'm going to keep watching. Uh, probably not what keep. You know, it probably won't stay on the hard drive much longer. What I'm going to go back to, but I'll watch each week. And uh, yeah, good. You know, six episodes. You can. I really think that you know this. We said this before. BBC and ITV, the way they do things. It's just long enough to get you invested in the characters yeah. before you get bored by the storylines. And, and also, what I like about it is, is if you, say you like, you don't like Monroe, then mm. you've only really got to wait six weeks before nine times out of ten something else good will start. We, we've so talked not... about, you know, if you don't like it, good, 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 you know, new tricks is on the other side. A lot of people like that. Yeah. So. And James says, but I have to say it. Because if he's yeah, listening, I'd be devastated. He's fantastic in this. Yeah. I just... I can, I know, I can I, almost forgive him for those Yellow Pages adverts now. But I, I find him so realistically witty. That my favourite scene from the whole thing was where his son announced he was going to get married at that awkward yeah, dinner table that was scene. very good. That tension there was very good. And just, you know, I think James Nesbitt... I think the other character that was very good, and again, I don't know the name... Uh, yeah. Was the was the um, the man Larry? <laughs> Tom Riley, the man. Yeah, very good, very good, because that's a very difficult role that he's having to play. Um, so because he doesn't get many big scenes, he's there really as like the sidekick, and yeah. actually it was a very good performance. I just I also it's, I know I think people would be turned off by the premise of Monroe. But actually, if they watched it, they would find it's quite light-hearted. Um, yeah. quite, quite an easy yeah, can watch. They, can they can they get more information on the website about Monroe? I believe they, they can. can. Yes, they can. Visit thecustomtv.com for more. Follow us on Twitter at, at LukeCustomTV and at The Gary Show. So, while James Nesbitt's been fixing brains, Gary's been Sky. It seems only fair. Yeah. <laughs> See, like a fair swap of uh, uh, talent relations there. Um, yes, uh, a couple of weeks ago, you may remember that I, I did a little preview and a, a phone-in live from a Sky event where they previewed the four new dramas that they're showing on Sky One, Sky Atlantic and Sky Living uh, at the O2 in Greenwich, uh, not far from where I live, so the is rather nice and convenient. And uh, the four shows that they put on, I'll briefly mention, I did write an article for the Custard TV Live website, uh, which is custardtv.com. Is that right? It is. Yeah, you it know is. your stuff yeah. this week. Give I know my stuff. Give you a second hey. go and you know everything. Oh, it's as if I've done this before. Uh, <laughs> the four shows are Arrow, which will show on Sky One in October. It's a superhero comic book show. That's uh, enough for me late... not to watch it, I have to say. Oh, uh, yeah, I know it'll put some people off, but it's got a lot of action scenes in it, so I think a lot of people will like that. If they like kind of like the superhero uh, action films that have been on, like The Avengers and Spider-Man and things like that, and Batman. Um, then there was Vegas, a drama starring Dennis Quaid, uh, a movie famous, more famous for being in movies. Uh, it's going to be on Sky Atlantic in the new year. Um, it started with reasonable ratings in America on the CBS network. And I think it, I think it was okay. I think it was pretty good. It's set in Las Vegas, in sort of t- 
times when it's not quite the massive casinos. There are casinos there, which is good because that brings in a lot of corruption and gambling to investigate. So uh, I quite enjoyed that. Then we had a short break and I had a hot dog and some popcorn. That's that. You, you didn't take the hot dog in with you, did you? That was yeah. embarrassing. That's yeah, embarrassing. You just had a hot no, dog with you. Did it. They had popcorn, popcorn on the seat as you got in. How impressive is that? No, that's just because the previous person had left, oh, it left behind. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't actually it? for you, you just took it. Ah. Uh, well, yeah. See, that's what enough. I was worried about sending you, because you're <laughs> technically representing me. That's what worries me. I think um, I represent you as well as you would have done yourself. Um, I would say, <laughs> def- definitely go on Dragon's Den with your hot dog in a bag idea. That's what <laughs> I would say. Yeah. I think I could win. Um, also, uh, after the break, we saw the, the hyped and well... Everyone was looking forward to it. Uh, Elementary, which is the American remake of Sherlock. Stars Johnny Lee Miller and the wooden Lucy Lou. Uh... Uh, it was good. It wasn't as good as Sherlock, I have to admit. If Sherlock never existed, then I think this would be a great show. But unfortunately, Sherlock does. So it was okay, is all I'm prepared to say. Uh, I wasn't impressed by Lucy Liu's attempt at acting. Uh, last, but by certainly no means least, uh, was the amazing... Well, by the way, I should say that Elementary will be showing on Sky Living in October. Why do you and think last... they went there and not Sky One for Elementary? Because there's a female Dr. Watson. And I think, therefore, they think it might appeal more to women. And Johnny, you know, Johnny Lee Miller, you know, my female friends tell me he's a bit of a hunk. I don't personally know anything about that. You're too busy putting hot dogs in bags to care who's hot and who's not. Victoria Corrins is my only interest. She's your hot dog. (laughs) I'm very careful what I say next. Um, Last but by no means least is an American show called The Following. They're all American. I don't know why I chose to call this one American. Uh, It's a serial killer program. yeah. It is fantastic. Uh, read my little write-up on the website. Uh, watch this show when it comes on Sky Atlantic. Beg, borrow, or steal a way to watch it. It stars Kevin Bacon. It stars James Purfoy, who's British, and he's very, very good. Uh, and some of my tweets about the show have already been retweeted, not only by the director of the following... But James Purfoy himself, yes, the celebrities are listening to the Custard TV Live and they're listening in their drones. Or drobes, even. Indeed, yeah. Uh, no, the following <laughs> very... If you like scary movies, if you like to be scared, if you like a bit of a jump uh, yeah. uh, when you're watching television programmes, this is brilliant. And um, I really am I'm looking forward to watching more of this. Well, Overall, it was a great event. You seem like you behaved yourself, so I might send you to more. Yeah. Oh, really? Um, I, did, I did all right. Um, also on TV at the moment, uh, Channel 4 has put a lot of faith in their brand new concept, Hotel GB. So much so that they have uh, put it on every night this week. Well, until Thursday at least. Uh, but that means they've moved the ever-popular Grand Designs. That's been pushed back by a week. And I have to say, I watched episode one last night. And I have to, I know you didn't, so you just have to go off what Discover, this is Daniela. Hi, it's Jennifer Coolidge. I just want to thank you for making me feel so special. I earned cash back on debit for my dinner party groceries. That's great. But with Discover Cashback Debit, we give everyone cash back on everyday purchases. Anything else I can help you with? Do you like asparagus and mushroom sorbet? I've got leftovers. Introducing Discover Cashback Debit, a checking account with cash back. It pays to Discover. Eligibility in terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. 
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I think. I, 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 I kind of have to go and report what I saw on Twitter, really. Yeah, I genuinely don't know whether it was really terrible or I actually quite liked it. I think what made it really terrible was the unnecessary live links from Patrick McGuinness, who sort of felt really out of place. Fine on Take Me Out, fine on Stand Up, not great as a host of this sort of thing. But then the bits I really liked were the for the sort of genuine moments between the Channel 4 personalities like Gordon Ramsay, Mary Portis and um, Phil Spencer off location, location, location who really seemed out of their depth in, in, at times. That was good. But I don't know whether it just feels a little bit too staged and put together to be really entertaining. Uh, it well, the problem feel... is those, pe- those people that you've mentioned are not the sort of people who normally go on the the the, the sort of like the unscripted reality exactly. shows I, might, I know no no so they're gonna i know gordon ramsay does like the, the football but i think that's a lot different you know he does the the, the live aid football stuff but um i think otherwise you know you're never going to catch gordon ramsay on big brother or i'm a celebrity get me out of here he's protecting professional image as well you know he runs a lot of very successful restaurants he's not about to be too exposed on television the pr- uh, the problem with well the good thing about hotel gb is the premise that it is giving out-of-work, unemployed people a chance to earn some genuine money and that the proceeds of the people who stay at the fictional hotel GB uh, will be going to unemployment charities. So it's all a good cause. But what the, the main problem I had with it is once you get into an interesting scene, uh, it is quickly, you know, voiced over by Patrick McGuinness or Mm. Took live, sort of takes the edge off it a bit, and I didn't. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. Does he at any point mention no lighty, no likey? He hasn't yet, but he's got four no. other shows. Oh. <laughs> he's got four other shows to get through. Uh, also worth to mention, take me out if you're a fan of that. Uh, Patrick doing what he's best okay. known for is back on Saturday. Uh, so if you're a fan of Take Me Out, he's there for you. Poor man's, poor man's blind date. Well, there's usually a lot of poor people on blind dates. That's why they're on there. Well, that's um, true. Yeah. Amanda Holden for. Can I? Uh, can I just do a quick? You know, because we do health and safety checks on the podcast every now and again. Oh right, I'm yeah. Bit, I'm a bit worried about you because you sound compass mentis. Right. Just, just, just. have a minute. Can you hear your heart and everything? Yeah, hold on. Just. Yeah, I got to feel my pulse. I'm fine. Yeah, why? Okay, because you told me earlier on that you watched two series of Wallander. Well, <laughs> I was just there. <laughs> yes, uh, I, I had a, during my short break, thank you very much, listeners, for coming back and finding me here. Uh, I actually watched the first two series of Wallander. I had a bit of it. No, why? And why did you watch well, I'd that? Seen the fir- I'd seen the third series that showed on the BBC earlier this year, and I was aware of uh, of it, and I just thought, well, you know, if I really liked the third series, I thought, what were the first two like? And they're beautiful. They're brilliant. They're wonderfully shot. Amazing storylines. But oh my goodness, they're depressing. Um, yes. Wonder is an emotional punch bag for bad things happening. You know, he's everything. I can't go into it too much because so many things happen. But basically, because no, I mean, I'm on the edge now. If you try and push me over, yeah, my God. push you over. Uh, 
And, and and the good thing about watching the first two series is it did make sense of some of the things that happened in the third because obviously it's it's a concurrent series you know what happens you know it's following the book so what happens is you know happening to him. But so, I know Walland is not on TV at the moment, but it's a question I've always wanted to ask uh, somebody who's watched who's watched Walland all the way through now as as you yeah. have. Why <laughs> set a program in Scandinavia? Fair enough, the original is. Uh, or whenever it's supposed to be set, and have make no reference to it at all, or the fact that everybody speaks perfect English. Well, I, I think it makes no I sense think they to me do, because they they still. This is the thing that I found rather surprising when I watched it. A, the, it, it's set in Sweden and they use Swedish writing. So when he writes an email, it's in Swedish. You can see it. But he's obviously talking in English. But they're still using Swedish names. You know, his name's Kurt Wallander. The names of his colleagues are in Swedish. So it is a bit of a strange one. And, and equally, I've seen Lillehammer, which is a Norwegian drama starring Steve Van... Is it Van? I don't remember his name. There you are. I'm being so honest. good at names at the beginning when nobody could hear you. I know. You got all of them right. But again, it's a show that's broadcast in American and Norwegian and he actually speaks a lot of English in the show and a lot of it is understood by the Norwegians and vice versa. So I, I would say that what they've done is they've you know taken the fact that you know Sweden is the best location for this show which it clearly is and, and it makes more sense to keep it true to the books but they've made it England you know they've made, made it as if Sweden speaks English but that's all it does it doesn't write English it just speaks it. As if we're listening with Babblefish open, you know. I, f I find it interesting um, that they would go down that road. I just, and you know how I feel about crime drama. I will take any of it on board. But yeah. for some reason, Wallander, just a little bit too slow, I think, for me. I mean, I don't mind slow TV. I don't need explosions and people getting murdered every what, five seconds. You, can't, you have to remember that they're films almost. Each episode is like a film. It's an hour and a half long, and... It is slow, but when it picks up, it picks up with quite a pace. Yes, it takes a while. Sometimes, sometimes of the 90 minutes, you don't know what's going on for 75, 80 of them, and then it all comes together at the end. But I think that's more realistic of life than an hour-long show where they don't stand around for more than three seconds. Mm. You um, spoke once before about, um, I think it was Hawaii Five-O, who yeah. liked to you know, grab the audience by the throat and don't let them go for 48 minutes or however long that piece of rubbish is on for. So, well, you no, know, it's, it's, got a, it's got a place. I think it, it, it's fair enough. You, you, might, you might not like it. It might not be your thing, but a lot of people watch it. And I quite like Hawaii. I watch Hawaii Five-O because it's completely different to Wallander, and that's what I like. I don't want too many shows the same, but I like a bit of difference. I don't know what it is about crime drama that always gets me so excited. DCI Banks is starting up again on the 10th of October. Now, yeah, I'm there's a lot of that. interest in this because BBC One right now, if you're not, if you're still listening to this and not watching BBC One, BBC One are playing a period drama called The Paradise, right? And in the circle of TV critics. I don't speak to normal people. You'll notice this if you're on Twitter. If you're a normal, I ignore you at my peril. If you're a fellow TV person, fair enough, I chat to you occasionally. But I don't talk to the normals. But in the TV critic world, it would appear that BBC One airing The Paradise has really shaken up TV schedulers. Uh, and and DCI, yeah. Banks, DCI Banks was going to be on... Uh, in the new year. As far as I understood it, it was scheduled for January 
Uh, they have now brought it forward to a Wednesday. And the reason it's shaken so many people up is that Mr. Selfridge, which is an ITV drama very similar to The Paradise in its themes, was due to be shown. And the BBC sort of gazumped them and played The Paradise first. So it's left ITV with, they don't want to be showing Mr. Selfridge, which is, in essence, another a historical shop drama, they want to be showing something different, so they've had to move DCI banks forward. Well, I think the other thing that's a factor is that the, you know ITV have still got Downton Abbey on at the moment. Mrs. Biggs, which was a, a period or historical drama, certainly was only on that recently. Bletchley Circle, another period piece, was was, you know, was on not that long ago. I think mm. perhaps, I know you and Matt discussed this on the podcast last week, is there too much period drama? Maybe ITV were listening and they've taken it on board. Maybe they have. Hello, and DC Hello ITV, if you're listening. Hello, ITV. Have a get on us. Hello, ITV. Channel could 4, I you need to try harder. You, could I talk to you about what you did with Millennium all those years ago by ruining the show? Uh, no. Don't annoy ITV. Bug. They like us. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, DCI Banks. I know a lot of people. It's one of those that people either go, yes, happy it's back, or I'm not bothered. There doesn't seem to be much mid- middle ground. Uh, this series, things are changing a lot, thanks to uh, the actress Andrea Lowe uh, getting pregnant in real life, meaning that we have a new uh, sidekick. Yeah, how dare she? Doesn't she know how much yes. she loves the series? Um, uh, so we have a new sidekick in Doc Martin's Caroline Katz, who comes in to oversee the work. You were going to say Caroline Quentin, and, and I wasn't going to no. watch it if you said that. No, it's Caroline Katz, oh, uh, who comes in to work alongside Banks. I personally, and this is going back to scheduling again, would like, as DCI Banks is, I don't know, three or four episodes with two parts each, I would like to see them over two consecutive nights. It's not happening, I'll get over it, I'll speak to my counsellor. You'll pretty much have to. But, I mean, do, do you feel like that about a crime drama, that you'd rather see it if it's a two-part thing? Well, we, we talked about this with The Last Weekend. You, you said that that could have been done over a couple of nights uh, when that was on. Yeah, I, I, you, uh, problem is, is that when the original DCI Banks was on, it was based on very, very heavily on the books, whereas I believe they've moved more away from them now and are moving into their own creations. So I think when they're based on books and when they're like that, then I, you're right, I like a kind of like a consecutive night thing. When, when they're more loosely based, you know, it gives the writers a bit more room to breathe, shall we say. Uh, so I don't necessarily mind it being on each week. A lot of people have also said who I've spoken to about the show, yourself included, Stephen Tompkinson, if you've read the books, doesn't exactly live up to your vision of Banks if you're a, if you're a no, book reader. No, it wasn't what I thought DCI Banks would be at all, but it do, does do quite a good job. So that is on uh, Wednesday, the 10th of October, ITV at 9. Do not miss it. Got a terrible lead-in from All-Star Mr. and Mrs., which I hope won't damage. Oh, it's, is um, that still going? I know. It's, it's actually very funny. Um, if I can really? break away from the podcast and tell a TV-related anecdote. Okay, um, yes. There's a website um, that I go to to sort of preview upcoming programmes, and All-Star Mr. and Mrs. is on there. And uh, the last week it said at the bottom, please do not reveal who wins. And I just think, do they really think people are caring that much about who wins All-Star Mr. I'm going Mrs. straight on Twitter to tell you that uh, that woman out of Hollyoaks and her husband won this week. 
Yes, and people around the world would be devastated. To, to have be, the spoil. betting community would just explode. Vegas would no yeah. longer exist. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's, it's got a terrible lead-in from that. But DJ Banks, there is something about crime drama. Specifically, I think a British audience loves a bit of crime. Yeah. We love a bit of crime drama, and DCI Banks is a good quality crime drama. We ought to talk about what also is coming up before we are next on the air. Yes. Um, at the Wednesday, that's tomorrow. At the Wednesday. At Wednesday. Uh, it's a uh, new, uh, I see a new comedy. Can I just do that Try bit again? again you, my darling. Can you hear that bit? Yeah. Um, yeah? Okay. What's coming and, up on Wednesday, Gary? Well, a new television show, all the way from the United States of America. Uh, by the way, we won the golf. Ha! Um, Perception, series one of the new show called Perception, showing on Watch, one of the cable channels, on Wednesday at 9pm. Uh, it stars that bloke that was in Will and Grace. Um, Eric I was going to go with Sean Hayes anyway. It's a good oh, well, fair enough. It's it's a he's a scientist and he the FBI recruit him to help him solve crimes. Yes, that does sound an awful lot like Numbers if you're familiar with that show. Uh, and it, I would suggest you give it a go. There's only ten episodes in series one, uh, and it might be quite good. I'll be watching along on Wednesday. I'm going to give that a little go. Do you want to talk about what's on on Thursday? What's on on Thursday? Do you know what I will talk about Thursday? Hunted BBC One's most anticipated possibly new drama of the autumn with uh, Melissa George of Australia fame uh, she, uh -huh. she this is if Good Cop was gritty or Luther yeah. was gritty they're going to look like I don't know the animals of Farthingwood or Bill and Ben the flowerpot <laughs> men against that Hunted gritty, though. that time that little weed came up my goodness my heart almost yeah. jumped I did yeah. say that um, Melissa George's main character uh, in Hunted, Sam Hunter, see what they did there, uh, yeah. sort of makes um, Lara Croft look like Dot Cotton out of EastEnders. She is one tough cookie. You're not going to want to mess with her. Of course, it's going to have inevitable, inevitable comparisons with Spooks. It's made by the yeah. same company, and it's all about spying and espionage and sitting on a dark bench with a big briefcase. But it's but got for an those audience. people that there are a lot of Spooks fans out there. A lot of people still speak very highly of Spooks and miss that show. So I don't think there's anything wrong in commissioning something by the same producers. It and irritates me a little bit though, and it's something I was talking about with somebody the other day. It irritates me a little bit when something like Spooks is finished, and then they bring on something which is like Spooks 2.0 from the same, yeah. you know, production company. So surely but they, they tried. Kept... They tried a Spooks spin-off, didn't they? A, a, a terrible Code show. That nine. Was on oh three. God. Uh, which, yeah. was, which is aimed at the youth. Um, so I'm glad that basically that company, because I don't think Kudos have done great television since Spooks. There's nothing as, as no, Well, Life on Mars, Ashes to Ashes were, were uh, very well received. Not as good at Spooks in my mind, so uh, I'll bring yeah. it back by that. Also on the same night, at the same time, so people with DVRs and things like that, is the return of Red Dwarf. Now, if you're aware of Red Dwarf, uh, then well done. If you're not, then shame on you. Uh, unfortunately, this is on Dave, not on BBC Two. Uh, I don't know what quality this is going to be. I have seen all of Red Dwarf. It is my number one all-time comedy. Go back and look at the podcast if you'd like to know what the rest of my top five are. And okay. Luke's, if you really want to know. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so Series 10 starts on Dave at 9 o'clock on Thursday. Or you can catch it at 9.30 on Dave Javu. Be at 10. We don't, 
Okay, Ted. We don't talk yeah. enough about Dave Jarvu on the podcast and what a genius name that is. Uh, it is. A cup, it's not a quite as of... good as... Go on. Quite as good as Comedy Central Plus One. See, you made me... You interrupted me that for that. I'm a little bit annoyed. Yeah. I, and... I had a better one, but it went... Like a red balloon. Okay, uh, Saturday and Sunday sees the return of some favourites uh, to most people. Merlin is in its fifth series, and that will be back on at 7.45. Amazed this is in Series 5, because I didn't think it would get past Series 1, really. But, you know, well, think, again, think, it's something that has its audience. It has its audience. The box sets do well. And I think... I mean, it, does it, it? It fills the gap between the two parts of Doctor Who rather well, doesn't it? I suppose so, but I don't know how I many. Be, Doctor I won't Who be fans watching it. it. It's not something I'm going to watch, but I know it gets good audience figures. Um, It'll be also, up to the X Factor. Also, we'd probably be shot at dawn if we weren't going to mention the fact that Homeland is coming back to Channel Four Sunday at nine. But, you know, if you're a Homeland fan, you'll be very excited by this, and I'm particularly i'm not particularly but i want to applaud channel four because they're putting it on a week after the u.s transmission which is yeah very well done for them but Wait, no I, people I don't know want whether it. you talked about this on the last podcast but uh since since we've aired the emmys took place in america and homeland we did pretty talk much about dominated. thanks for listening thanks for listening oh, to right. the previous podcast where we talked oh, was on about holiday thanks a lot <laughs> and stick with channel four because <laughs> after so, homeland yeah. They have decided to air one of their biggest comedies from last uh, last year, Friday Night Dinner with Simon Bird, Mark Heap, Tandon and Greg, all back for the second series. Sort of the same vein, I've seen episode one of series two. If you like series one, you're not going to be disappointed. And look very soon on custardtv.com with my exclusive interview with one of the stars, Tom Rosenthal, talking about the success of the series, his, uh, his battle with OCD as well, which came up on a John Richardson documentary in the summer, and uh, just what we can expect from the night dinner and the Christmas special later in the year as well. So that'll be up on the site. Can I, can I just drop my name like you did? I've actually Ping. met Rob, Robert Popper, who's the creator of Friday Night Dinners. And uh, I said hello, and he said hi to me. It's like you've known each other for years. It's, I tell you what, it's, it's almost like brothers. Yeah. Yeah, in, the, in as much as you don't like to see each other that often. Yeah, family. Yeah, we're very much like family. Yeah. How did you meet him? Uh, at a comedy uh, uh, event where he was at, along with Peter Serafinowicz. Who I did not get to talk to, with regret. Well, if you ever see Robert Popper again, throw in Ask another hi say, from me. My mate Gary says hi. Yeah. Um, he, he also referred... Uh, um, Tom Rosenthal also said that the entire cast of Friday Night Dinner referred to Robert Popper as Pops, which I quite like. Yeah, Pops. Yeah. He's going a little bit thin on top. I hope he won't mind me saying that. So, uh, you're his Pops brother. Is, you're allowed. I'm allowed. I'm allowed to say these things. Family. Uh, <laughs> family uh there um <laughs> there's a lot the thing is is that do you feel like i mean we, we're already in october and mm. we were given a lot of great television in september and it's only early october and look we've got six new shows next week that are all worth a watch yeah are we in, are we yeah. in a kind of are we are we actually in a golden age of television at the moment luke do you think i know it's, well i personally it, think but... so i personally think that the last couple of years the 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 schedulers have looked at what the audience wants. Uh, that's if we can forgive them for a second series of Citizen Khan. If we can't, then we have yeah. to move on. 
But I think they have really stepped up their game. ITV drama has has been really good this autumn. BBC One drama has been really good. And I just think, yeah, I think it's going to get a little bit more tedious. I love I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here, but we know that's coming in November. That sort of takes up two weeks of scheduling. The only thing that annoys me slightly is that Hunted (laughs) is eight episodes, so that will take us up till where will that take us? Uh, yeah, I, I I I think that's that's probably yeah yeah that's that's, that's probably a fair the last I mean, I know that big the X Factor goes drama. to two nights a week this week, doesn't it? The live shows, uh, we were experienced the judges' houses this weekend. Uh, I, I hear a lot about fake crying and men wearing women's scarves, no. and things I was like that really over their head. By everything about the X Factor this week, probably best you didn't see it. Otherwise, we'd have talked yeah. about that. Yeah, but I will be probably. watching the live shows because they are, you know, it's a different, you know, the 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 auditions are one show, the judges and the the boot camp is another, and the live show is the third and final part of the show. Mm. Um, and yet, by about the fourth week, it is quite similar. And when we get to the last few weeks, when they fill a, a live final of seven hours with only three acts, uh, it is a bit grating. But I think the start of the live shows is really quite another quite exciting part of the show. But I, th- I don't think it's just because we're doing this podcast. But going back to what you said about the golden age, I think TV is something that people look up, look forward to. It's something that a lot of people yeah. are speaking about now. And it is in really good shape even though we're, we're hearing stories about a lot of cuts at the BBC and um, advertisers and things and things being pulled not to offend people TV in general as of right now is in really good shape I have to say and I'm sure that, that person on that phone is ringing to tell you that there's a lot of great yeah. television and we've still got lots of good stuff because you've still got uh, Fringe coming back if you're a big fan of Fringe for its final series you've still got uh, The Walking Dead to come you've still got um, a lot of great British television to come. Ripper Street is still coming. Not, you know, we, we're looking forward to that immensely. Uh, so as we bring our podcast to a close, uh, what we'd like to know for next week is, uh, you know, tell us, do you think it's a golden age of television? You can use our Twitter names, at The Gary Show and at Luke Custard TV. And you can tell us if you think that, like us, that it is a golden age of television experience. And if you're after the top voiceover, art design, or anything of that nature, visit my friend's website, patscullion.co.uk. I'll try and give you a good deal on voiceover that he did very kindly for this here podcast. We'll be back at the normal time next week, which is 8pm UK time, uh, to clash with the British Bake Off and with Holby City. Um, but for now, and for oh, the second time Holby tonight... Again. Oh. Series link it. Uh, but for I'll now, and the second time tonight, thank you very much for your time, Gary. Pleasure to speak to you. Bye. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.